Spare me the commentary. Because you're listening to Know the Lore on the Nerdsloth Podcast Network. Hey everyone, our prayers to Blizzard have finally been answered, and we now have the new hero that we have been waiting for since hearing his name in the game launch trailer. That's right, I am here to discuss everything we know about Doomfist. As with most villains, well, is he considered a villain? I guess you can decide for yourself, but as with most characters, we're going to have to go back in the past and find out what events changed them to make them become who they are today. However, first, we do need to establish two other characters, and you've heard me talk a little bit about this entire subject before during the episode about Winston, but you need to know that years ago, there was a man named Abadu Nagumi, and he was the first to wield the cybernetic gauntlet of immense power known as the Doomfist. Nagumi was also known as the Savior. At the moment, we don't really know the reason for this title, but based on the military garb he wears in his poster, as seen at the Numbani Museum exhibit, it seems pretty reasonable that he was some kind of war hero that played a major role in securing victory for the winning side. Eventually, the Doomfist Gauntlet was passed to another, Akinjide Adeyemi, who instead of a hero, became known as the Scourge of Numbani. Adeyemi was despicable and profited greatly from war. Having joined the Talon organization, he helped carry out raids on Numbani, where he stole, murdered, and created mass hysteria and fear wherever he went. Nice guy, right? Hold that thought, because we're going to come back to him later, but right now, it's time to move on to the main character of this episode. Akande Ogundimu was born into a respected family in Nigeria, making him heir to the family business of prosthetic technology. Even as a young man, Akande was known to exhibit keen intellect and charisma, which he was able to use in the family business, helping it expand and setting himself up for a prominent future. When he wasn't aiding the business, he was training or competing in his favorite hobby, martial arts. Some of the skills in which he thrived include Dombe, a West African style of boxing, and Gedigbo, a form of wrestling which uses lots of throwing techniques, among several others. Akande blended all he learned into his own personal fighting style, and accompanied by his sharp intuition and intelligence, he was able to dominate opponents in tournaments all across Africa. But everything changed once the ominous crisis struck, and in the aftermath, Akande's right arm was amputated. The family business was easily able to replace the appendage, and the cybernetic enhancements that accompanied it made him stronger. However, because of the prosthetic, he was no longer eligible to compete in competition. Akande then tried to pour all of his focus into his business, but the drive just wasn't there, and he found himself feeling empty. As chance would have it, Akande ran across the infamous second Doomfist, Akinjide Adeyemi, the Scourge. Adeyemi noticed something promising in Akande and offered him the chance to join him as a mercenary for hire. Though wary at first, Akande accepted the offer and felt himself flourish once he had a purpose and an environment to unleash his full strength for the first time. Once Akande had proven himself, Adeyemi brought him before Talon. The belief of both Adeyemi and Talon was that humanity becomes stronger through conflict an idea that resonated well with Akande, who blamed the Omnix for the loss of his arm and, additionally, the loss of his promising fighting career, which was cut too short as a result. 
Akande also noticed a constant power struggle within Talon, which intrigued him and let him flex his intellect and charisma as well as his muscle. As Akande grew in reputation and power within the organization, Adeyeme was content with continuing to profit on the Numbani raids. Realizing Adeyeme was holding both he and the organization back, Akande murdered him and claimed the legendary gauntlet for himself, becoming Doomfist the successor. The move aided this new Doomfist in breaching the inner circle of Talon, which is controlled by a special council. As a leader, he helped orchestrate a conflict that Talon hoped would eventually involve the entire world. However, whatever that conflict was is not yet known to us. But, Doomfist's plan was interrupted during a confrontation in Numbani involving Overwatch. Although the team sent some of their best and brightest, Doomfist was able to overcome both Tracer and Genji Shimada. However, seeing both his teammates fall, the Overwatch member known only as Winston became enraged and managed to defeat Doomfist. The gauntlet was confiscated, and he soon found himself imprisoned in a helix-guarded maximum security prison as enemy 88503. There, he remained for several years as the Doomfist legacy ended and became nothing more than a memory and a museum exhibit in Numbani where the gauntlet now resided. Talon operatives Reaper and Widowmaker once made an attempt to steal the gauntlet back, but were thwarted by Tracer and Winston with the aid of a young bystander named Brian, who actually wielded the gauntlet for one successful punch. As I mentioned, years passed, and Doomfist spent his time plotting, planning, and letting his hate for Overwatch fester. Then, early one morning, a Talon aircraft breached the Helix security installation holding the dangerous prisoner. The Talon agent Reaper entered the facility, leaving bodies of over a dozen guards behind. As this transpired, Doomfist was able to punch his way out of his cell using nothing but his normal prosthetic, and joined Reaper, who helped him escape. During this reunion, Reaper caught Doomfist up on everything that was going on with Talon, including the failed assassination attempt on Katya Voskaya, Reaper's having to keep tabs on Sombra, who he says has her own agenda, and the successful assassination of Takartha Mandata, which informed us that tensions between humans and Omnics are at the highest they've ever been since the uprising, where the Omnic terrorist group, Null Sector, had taken control of King's Row. They traveled to Monaco, where Doomfist, Widowmaker, and Sombra entered a casino to meet with another Talon leader, an Omnic known as Maximilian, who informed Doomfist that not everyone in Talon is happy to hear of his freedom. A group of Talon agents then stormed the casino, but Doomfist and Widowmaker took them out with ease during some hand-to-hand -hand combat. Widowmaker was able to confirm that these assassins belonged to another of Talon's leaders, Viali. Having traveled to Venice, Widowmaker, Reaper, and Sombra eliminated several agents while Doomfist entered a masquerade party to confront Viali. Viali informed Doomfist that Talon will be heading in a new direction, despite Doomfist's insistence that Talon is not about gaining wealth and power. Once he hinted that Doomfist will no longer be a part of the leadership, Doomfist kills Viali before returning to the Inner Circle to meet with the other heads of Talon, which include Reaper, Maximilian, and at least six other individuals. There, they discuss their plans to start a new war. Having resecured his place as a leader of Talon, Doomfist travels back to Numbani to recover the gauntlet that was taken from him so many years ago. He arrived during Numbani's Unity Day celebration, and, having landed at the airport, was immediately confronted by the new OR-15 defense robots, which he took little time in destroying. Having thwarted Numbani's defenses, he retrieved the gauntlet and was ready to take revenge on the remnants of Overwatch. Now, what's interesting is despite his ruthlessness and villainy, 
Doomfist is actually known for having a sense of honor and puts a lot of emphasis on having respect and manners. He additionally admires Hanzo Shimada and has asked him to consider joining Talon. For the moment, that's all we really know, but if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me on Twitter or the PlayStation Network at SlurredNerd. If you like listening to me personally, you should check out my other podcast called Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. That's it for now until we find some more lore from Blizzard, so thank you for listening, and remember, Human strength will only get you so far. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at nerdsloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to efficia.com to hear more. I'm